As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news. This is the 7th day of January, 2022. Today is Orthodox Christmas Day, folks. So wishing those of you celebrating today a festive holiday season. For those of you on the video side, today's background of the, of the show is uh, from the view from Elizabeth uh, on Location's window as she watched the show yesterday from Cozumel. So... All right, we've got some cruise ships today sailing from uh, ports in North America. Before we get to that, folks, I'll point out a couple things. One, this is a new camera and microphone setup. If you can tell any difference at all and want to drop that in the uh, co uh, comments, I would appreciate it. And I'll get back to that in a little bit. Uh, thousands of dollars I've spent on the new microphone and uh, camera setup. Thousands, just thousands. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later, too. <laughs> Actually, I spent nothing, but we'll see, see how, what you think. All right. Cruise ships sailing today from Port Canaveral. We got Independence of the Sea and the Disney Dream. In Miami, Scarlet Lady sails. Freedom of the Seas, I'll be on Freedom of the Seas in, uh, uh, what's that, uh, 12 days now? Carnival Conquest and Azamara Quest all sail from Miami. Out in Galveston, Adventure of the Seas sails today. And in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Long Beach, the Carnival Radiance. And Los Angeles, San Pedro, Navigator of the Seas, I'll be on Navigator of the Seas in uh, March 28th, I think it is. Guests on travel in the seas, uh, guests traveling, guests on travel and cruise industry news podcast. Tomorrow, um, not tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have a uh, London Times cruise editor, Sue Bryant. Sue's been with us a bunch of times before. She'll be here on Tuesday. Chris Wood, Flying Disabled, is his organization. On Wednesday, he's been working with airlines around the world, trying to get them to improve the way airlines manhandle disabled folks, getting them on and off planes. 
And next week on Thursday, our buddy Jordan from JJ Cruz will be with us. Jared's not going to be with us, folks. He's working, actually. So he will not be with us on Thursday. This Jordan will. And, of course, if you want to access the podcast, you can go to my blog, the my uh, accessadventure.net blog. And, of course, it's a podcast available at all of your normal podcast places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Pandora, Podchaser, and iHeartRadio. And, of course, the biggie is uh, Spotify. Today, a travel and cruise industry news podcast welcomes a guest, Mr. Scott Sessions, who was uh, recently on the Koenigsdam. We taped this a couple days ago. So for now, here's the podcast guest of the day, Scott Sessions. Uh-oh. My wife and I took our son. He was probably 17 at the time. Uh, we stopped in Cabo um, and got on a boat, went out to El Arco. That was, that was chill. And then we went in and saw the glass blowing, walked around town a little bit in the shops. Um, in Mazatlan, we had a shore excursion where they got on a bus and went way out into the country and, and saw some real live old time Mexico things that, the churches they stopped at were really neato. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Puerto Vallarta and we did the zip line. Uh, the worst part about that was riding the bus and a taxi all the way through. We found out that you can actually get on a, on a boat and, you know, just cut across the bay. That's a way, way better way to do it. But the zip lines were, were really great. This time we just went for relaxation, Real, total relaxation. So I only got off the ship a couple of times. My wife stayed on the whole time. Well, I have two reasons why I won't do a zip line. <laughs> Fear, and I'm too fat, thankfully. <laughs> so they won't let me. So, Well, that's not a decision then, right? Yeah, that's, that's great. I love it. All right. You just you were just on the Koenigsdam. I I'm I'm, have become, in recent years, a big uh, Holland America fan. Um, although my first... 40 years of cruising, I was primarily a carnival guy. So, I mean, that's, uh, even though Carnival owns Holland America, it's quite a departure from the Carnival Fun Ships. Tell me about the Koenigsdam. Well, we were really fortunate that um, we had a hotel across from the pier and the gal at check-in Anyway, she did us a favor, and so we were on the sixth floor right across, and so the Koenigsdam came in Sunday morning, and, you know, I'm shooting pictures. It was just awesome. You know, I mean, there's these gigantic pieces of machinery, so as a little kid who loves cars, you know, I just wanted to get in the engine department see what you got down there, but, you know, so we went across the street, and after embarkation, which wasn't, it was probably the least pleasant time of the whole trip. You know, you just walk into, it's almost like you, you walk into a, a, it's like they drop peace, a peace curtain. You just walk in and it's just peaceful. Yeah. And, 
you know, I, I don't know about elegant. I'm not sure I could even describe elegant, but the whole ship was in terrific repair. Um, one of the mornings I was out walking the promenade and shooting videos for my grandkids. And this is that, and here's a lifeboat and all that. And there's a guy grinding away and you know, he's got the safety equipment out. And, you know, I looked around, I mean, I don't think I saw any rust. I mean, this is a very well taken care of ship. So great quality. We just had a great time. Anything specific you're interested in? Well, uh, the the two main things for me always with Holland America is the food, as first and foremost. I've always just adored their the food. So, how did you find it? You know, for me, I like variety. And I really like it when there's something unexpected that happens. It's like, oh, I've never seen that before. Um, I, I also really like presentation. You know, I don't know how much it adds to the taste of the food, but it sure adds to the experience. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, the main dining room just does a terrific job. Um, I mean, we we didn't have a bad, every meal was good, everyone, and my variety that checkbox was was ticked and the presentation is beautiful um, you know the service is just outstanding yeah they're not overbearing they just are there when you need them and friendly if you want them to be and you know we made friends with simon yeah. but the food was terrific i know that uh there's a lot of people have a conversation about um the main dining room versus lido deck the other thing we decided to do this time is we just didn't want to spend a lot of money. We just wanted to book the cruise and relax. So we didn't do any uh, dining room. I mean, the, uh, the fancy restaurants, Canaletto or, yeah, you know, Rudy's. We didn't. The specialties. We'll do that next cruise. But I thought the dining room was just fine. I thought the Lido was just fine. It's more laid back. You know, I, I had no problem overeating a couple of times. Right. <laughs> And unfortunately, I might tend to have one or two uh, adult beverages as well. But um, I just I have many of my cruises. Um, I do not go to a specialty dining room at all. I have had 95 percent. I won't say 100 percent, but 95 percent of my cruises. I've always been perfectly happy with the main dining room. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a couple of secrets. So one is your expectations kind of can determine your happiness. So I just didn't have a lot of expectations. Right. Um, we live in Arizona. We, we have, you know, a city next to to Phoenix, and we have some terrific restaurants here. Yeah. I, I mean, like if you want good Mexican food, Arizona's a good place to go for good sure. Mexican food. Although I did get off the ship in Mazatlan to have lunch with my son and grandson in Mazatlan at, at an authentic place. And it was really good. Um, but I, I just didn't have, I mean, I, I wasn't going there with a chip on my shoulder to try to criticize, right? I was just there to be relaxed and boy, they sure pleased me. Um, I thought that, I, I mean, again, I love the variety. I'm a guy who eats a fair amount of protein, a little bit of vegetables. So, hey, I had plenty to eat. It was fun. Um, of course, we're in the middle of this awful pandemic. Pandemic. Sure. How did Holland America do with things like 
masking and social distancing and all those things that we don't want to do, but we know we have to do to be able to cruise today. So I can just tell you our experience. Um, you know, we, we got the email and it said, you have to have a negative test three days before and you'll be masked the whole time. It's like, it is what it is. Right. And I'm not gonna have a mask on in my cabin. So that's, that's fine. Um, and then about a week before we got an email that says, no, you have to have a negative test two days before. And, and we were driving down one day before, and then I worried about getting it back in time, but we both had negative tests. Of course, you know, after you get in the line, here's my passport and here's my piece of paper that says I've had a negative test. So you can't say, hey, look, here's my, here's my homegrown test with the two bars. You can't do that. You have to have a drugstore so you have to have a piece of paper or mm -hmm. on your phone show them an email negative test so you know that was the, the first real deal mass on in line but that's just like going to the grocery store yeah. um i think what kind of again i i'm not sure i had an expectation but i'm, I'm telling you i cannot remember anybody not wearing their mask i'm not just talking yeah. about staff i'm talking about the rest of us yeah. patrons, right? I yeah. mean, I don't remember anybody not wearing a mask. Maybe, maybe once, you know, somebody took a mask off. But I just really, if when I say everybody, it's all, I mean almost the whole trip, everybody wore masks. So that's an expectation. They asked us to get KN95s, which we did. We bought KN95s, no big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, distancing is kind of an interesting question. I never once felt crowded except in line to get on the ship. Um, and, and every other time I had all the space that I wanted to have, but even online, you know, I've got my bags that I'm carrying. Uh, you know, we wanted to do it simple. And so yeah. I we carried everything on, carried everything off. So I got my bags around me. So it's not, I mean, I've got some distance there. And we sat at a two person table. Um, but when we went to the concerts at the Lincoln Center, which we ought to talk about, um, you know, I mean, there's people around us, but there's distance. Yeah. I just didn't get the ever the closed in feeling, except <laughs> except in the line outside the terminal in San Diego and, and doing that. Um, we had our temperature shot. They shot our temperature over there. I mean, in the line. So that was good. Um, lots of announcements. Uh, Hi, this is Jamie, the cruise director. And this is what we have today. And by the way, don't forget, wear your masks and, you know, keep a little distance from people. Yeah. So. It, it just wasn't, I mean, I guess if you wanted to complain, you certainly could find reasons to, but for me, it's just like, it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And you felt perfectly safe the whole time you were on the boat. Well, yes. But the other thing is, is that I've, I've read a lot to try to figure out some of this comes down to risk tolerance and I, I'm not a daredevil, um, even though I'd sure like horsepower and like to drive fast, but I'm not a daredevil, but I just looked at the risk. Um, we did, we were reading some articles on the way while we were driving from Arizona to San Diego mm -hmm. and, and the published articles were talking about positivity. And I just did the math and it's like 0.06% positive of all the people on the ship. And I just thought you can't get that. There's nobody who has that on the mainland. Course. I, I mean, I came to the conclusion, and I'm not a doctor, but it's like just looking at the numbers, 
percentage-wise, you're safer on a ship than you are almost anywhere, anywhere. else. Maybe your house, right? You're safer in your house, in your yeah. car. But yeah. If you're in a public place, you have a greater chance than you do on the cruise. Well, that's the way I look at it. I'm, I'm being interviewed by the New York Times, which is a whole other story. But Good one luck. of the things that they keep asking me is, why are you, after all the health issues you've had this past year, why are you taking a chance on going and getting on cruise ships? And I said, why? Why not? I'll be safer there than I will going to Kroger's, which is a mile away from my house. Yeah. So if you're asking my opinion, I felt completely safe 100% of the time. Cool. Um, All right. Tell me about Lincoln Center. I happen to love Lincoln Center. You know, I I just... I had zero expectations. Now, my wife's classically trained singer. So we've had opera in our house. All our kids, you know, they've learned all the good stuff. But when those four kids, I'm showing you my age. I don't, my my kids call me old man, right? But when those four young people got on stage and they performed, I mean, they were serious about their business. And it was really good. I mean, really good. And I mean, standing ovation worthy. They had great personalities um, because they talked and introduced the the songs. Um, The concerts weren't too long. You know, again, I'm on on the ship to relax and 45 minutes and and they were done. We went, we tended, I think, like half a dozen of them. Um, I loved how they went back and forth between generations. So one of the ones they did um, in the middle of the week was, you know, this is, we talk about Schumann, that usually means Robert, but here's one by his wife. Right. I'm thinking, oh, I'm interested. And it was really, really good. And then he played. And then all of a sudden they came out with Bohemian Rhapsody and and then Eleanor Rigby. It's like, whoa, you hit the 60s and the 70s right there. Yeah. I just... Uh, to me, the Holland American Entertainment is just and every one of the ships that I've been on. Now, I haven't been on all of them, but every one I've been on, it's just been just outstanding the whole time. Yeah, I I cannot say enough about their quality and and their repertoire. You know, they played with the uh, in the the big projection room with the wall of all a whole bunch of leds i right. can't remember what they call that you know the theater yeah you know they backed up the bbc2 movie that we went to see you know i mean they they were just comfortable not stuffy but wow really good really good i, I wish i had a, a better movie camera to take some videos but it's probably against the copyright law or yeah, something they, <laughs> they, they frown they frown on that especially with to us guys that do videos all the time. They said, no, we don't want you to do that. Oh, okay. So, well, Scott, I can't thank you enough for being with me. I know that you are a little uncomfortable with uh, being interviewed. Um, I hope I didn't, uh, you know, cross any bad lines, and I hope you enjoyed it. So, No, it's really good. Thank you. I will just tell you, we booked our next cruise. I'm just, I'm blown away at how many cruises you have booked. Yeah. Maybe when I'm retired, I'll get there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're headed off to Copenhagen, Iceland, Norway, and Scotland Ooh. in a year and a half. Awesome. We decided to do a two-week cruise, and it's like, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's great. Well, I am, I'm 14 days until I get started again. It's been 
two years, it'll be just almost two years since I got off the last ship and <laughs> been through one year of pure hell. So I am so ready just to get on the boat and enjoy myself. I'm sure you will. And thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Scott, thanks so much for being with me. And we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. That's Scott Sessions, who was on the Dam. Wonderful interview. And we'll be back for more right after this word from one of our sponsors. And I'm back. As usual, I have so much trouble getting mics muted and unmuted. Oh, well, that's just, uh, that's typical, typical for me. Uh, I tended to screw it up. Okay. If you guys, again, that was Scott Sessions. He was a, a, a delightful interview. Nice guy. Glad to make a new friend out on the West Coast. Uh, lives in the Phoenix area. So uh, I did hear from uh, Nikki and Roger on board the Viking Orion's uh, South Pacific cruise. Uh, They reported that the ship was rocking and rolling uh, yesterday, but that was pretty normal. They had been told for that area of the Pacific. Um, The Orion was built for 930 people. And as uh, they're sailing at 48% of capacity. So uh, if you're listening on the podcast, there's going to be a link down in the description of the podcast. So that you, if you want to check back with one of the, one of the broadcast mediums, because I'm going to show some pictures here to the, to the video uh, uh, that um, uh, Nikki and Roger sent from, uh, the Orion. Uh, this is the infinity pool with, uh, she said one lone swimmer that braved the cold. Apparently it was, um, a little nippy still, uh, where they were in the Pacific. This was a dessert at lunch. Uh, it's called a panna cotta. I guess it's dessert. I would think it does look like a dessert. Uh, This is the Explorer Lounge, uh, which obviously they spent a little time in. That's another view of the Explorer Lounge. Just looks like a lovely ship. Uh, Then uh, last night they had dinner at Manfredi's, which is a Vikings Italian restaurant. This is the uh, bread basket of the fresh breads. Uh, At 8.20 last night, the restaurant was entirely empty. Total. I mean, this is a main specialty restaurant on uh, Viking, and Nikki and Roger were the only people there. They had an antipasta. Roger had a nice-looking steak. Nikki had sea bass. Now, uh, I'm not. I got to talk to her, Nikki uh, sometime about the, the sea bass dinner because. Maybe it's me, but that doesn't look that appetizing to me because I can't determine what it is on the plate uh, This uh, other than the sea bass. 
So I'm not sure about the rest of it. But anyway, so if you're on the podcast, go check out the pictures. So that's from Nikki and Roger. All right. Do have a couple things to talk about in the way of news today. Carnival. Cruise lines. Their newest and largest ship, the Mardi Gras, finally docked at Grand Turk for the first time yesterday after originally been scheduled to dock there in early December. And that, was, of course, was canceled and pushed back several times. The ship docked at Turks and Caicos Island 7 a.m. yesterday morning, stayed until about 4 p.m. Of course, the people from Turks and Caicos and Grand Turk were thrilled. So the Mardi Gras has finally opened up Turks and Caicos. All right, our friends over at Cruise Radio compiled a list of Norwegian ships from the smallest to the largest. Now, this is rated in gross tonnage, folks, and I'm going to give you the ships starting with the small one, the smallest, uh, and tell you the passengers. So it's not... This is not by passengers, so the the passengers aren't going to go smallest to largest. The gross tonnage goes from smallest to largest. The smallest is the uh, Norwegian Spirit, which is 2018 passengers. The next smallest, the second smallest, is Sky, uh, which is 2004 passengers. Uh, That's the one that Hot Air Tom and Cindy and I will be on in August. Uh, the Sun, which I was on uh, about a year and a half ago. No, no, that's been, that was before the pandemic. What am I talking about? A year and a half. I've been two, uh, two and a half years ago. Um, the Sun is 1,936 passengers. Then the next on the list is Pride of America. That's the, of course, the Hawaii Islands uh, ship. It's 2,186 passengers. The Star is 2,348. The next is Dawn, 2,340 passengers. The Jewel is 2,376 passengers. The Pearl is 2,394 passengers. Uh, The Gem is 2,394. The Jade is 2,402. The Breakaway is 3,963. Getaway is 3,963. The Epic is 4,100. And the Escape is 4,266. And the number two ship as far as gross tonnage is the Joy, which is 3,802 passengers. And the um, Bliss, uh, actually the Joy is number three. Bliss is the number two ship at 400 or 4,004 passengers. And the largest weighing in at 169,000 gross tons is the Norwegian Encore, which carries 3,998 passengers. So I was just kind of a little different look at the entire Norwegian line and going through the, the, the whole shooting match. Royal Caribbean has detailed their European schedule for the summer of 2023. And it appears to me, I mean, give me your opinion on this. It appears to me, that Royal Caribbean is going in all the way 
for the European market in the summer of 2023. Here's the lineup. Odyssey of the Seas will be offering Mediterranean cruises from Cevetavecchia. Symphony of the Seas will be sailing from Barcelona to Cevetavecchia. Serenade of the Seas from the Western will be doing Western Mediterranean cruises from Barcelona. Explorer of the Seas uh, will be offering um, Aegean Sea and Greece from Ravenna, Italy. Uh, Brilliance of the Seas from uh, Barcelona, Cevetavecchia, Athens, and Venice. Rhapsody of the Seas uh, will be sailing from uh, to Turkey, Israel, and Greece. Anthem of the Seas will be sailing out of Southampton. Voyager of the Seas from Copenhagen and Stockholm. And Jewel of the Seas from Amsterdam. Now, it looks to me like the um, Royal Caribbean is in big time in Europe. So, cruise ship passengers who have tested negative on uh, a rapid or PCR test within 48 hours can now go to Barbados. Barbados of the Southern Caribbean has updated their protocols. Um, Those who do not have a negative test in the previous 48 hours will only be allowed to get off a ship through the bubble excursion program. But if you have had the, the negative test, you're free to go where you want. The bubble excursions include the following. Those are tours operated for sale by tour operators as authorized by cruise lines. Tours approved for sale by independent tour operators and taxi operators as authorized by the government of Barbados following the appropriate health and health security and safety requirements. And those wishing to engage in a tour must have a pre-booked tour confined by uh, confirmed by email from an approved tour operator for pickup in the bridge bridge town port or take approved taxis dispatched from secure designated taxi facilities within Bridgetown port. Roughly 800,000 people per year sail from Barbados. So Barbados has done some upgrading. In a pre-cruise update from President Christine Duffy of Carnival Cruise Line, which was sent out yesterday, the letter outlines the most popular parts of the cruise lines have fun, be safe, health and safety protocols, including their updated mask policy and encouraging guests to obtain COVID-19 booster shots when they become eligible. Quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of change in this and the ones that uh, were uh, passed on uh, toward the end of December. So the protocols have there's slight, slight word changes is all. Uh, the update also reminds guests that even with these measures and other stringent COVID-19 protocols that the carnival has in place, <clears throat> 
It is possible that there will be some positive cases during your cruise, giving the prevalence of Omicron variants. Should that happen, we are prepared to actively manage the situation, protect guests and crew health, and operate your cruise. The letter goes on to reveal details from December cruises. More than 217,000 guests sailed with with Carnival during December, and the cruise line did not encounter any serious guest cases on board that required medical attention. The letter continues to remind guests that different ports of call may have different guidelines for determining whether or not to admit cruise ships based on local resources and the determination of local authorities. If a cruise port must be canceled because the ship is denied, the letter states that there will be no compensation for a missed port beyond a refund or any pre-purchase Carnival Shore excursion. Carnival continues to provide flexibility to guests who want to change their travel plans allowing rebooking as well as full refunds if requested. Booked guests can contact Carnival directly or work through their travel agent to make these changes. The updated letter is also making guests aware that if you have tested positive or have been exposed to someone who has tested positive within 14 days of your cruise, you will not be permitted to sail. This is also part of Carnival's cruise ticket contract. Guests who were advised that we are experiencing heavy call volume and you may be have you may have difficulty contacting a Carnival. Cancellations and refund requests can be handled directly on Carnival's website and you don't have the need to get them on the phone. Some more fallout from the whole situation in Hong Kong. Asian cruise giant Dream Cruises has been asked by Hong Kong authorities to cancel at least five cruises for its Jinting Dream cruise ship sailing from Hong Kong. The cancellation comes after a recent increase in cases in in the Hong Kong area. Earlier this week, another cruise ship, of course, the Royal Caribbean Spectrum of the Seas, we've talked about it the last two days, was told by authorities in Hong Kong to return to the port after a positive case was suspected to be on board, which turned out to be false. As a result of the directive from the Tourism Commission of Hong Kong, Genting Dream has been forced to cancel seven voyages between now and January 19th. According to Genting Dream's parent company, Dream Cruises, No cases have been identified on the ship. The company believes that its Genting Dreams Super Seacation sailings will be able to resume again January 21st. So they're making them cancel cruises for no known reason. And you people fuss about what's going on in this country. Yeah. After the Hawaii Department of Transportation announced a port agreement had been agreed, had been signed with Carnival Cruise Line and Norwegian, 
The question came up whether the first Hawaiian cruise could proceed as planned. There has been good news on that front. Carnival Miracles Hawaii cruise is now a green light. Despite the rate at which cruise ships have been finding COVID cases on board, Carnival is positive the vessel can safely sail to Hawaii and back. It is implementing various additional safety measures to achieve this, such as additional testing of crew and passengers on board. Carnival Miracle will be the first cruise ship in the fleet to call in Hawaii since March of 2020. The ship will sail from Long Beach tomorrow on a 14-day cruise to the island. Because of another airline change, one of our buddies, Amy Rogers and her sister, have decided to cancel their Hawaii cruise on the Miracle, adding that we were lucky enough to sail four times during 2021. They have six more cruises scheduled in 2022. So they're just going to sit this one out. And I'm certainly sorry that that happened, but I, and, and I'll, I'll be perfectly, this is, a, I, I, I don't mind using Amy as an example, folks. When you make decisions um, on any of the cruises, you make the decisions for yourself. You don't make the decisions for me. You don't make the decisions for anyone else, but what you, is good for you. I will never, ever say anything negative if any of you have made a decision that's what's best for you. I, I know Amy and her sister did not want to cancel out of the Hawaii cruise, but after another problem, there was just too much. And they said, okay, that's it. That's one that's done. I have no problem at all with that. So Amy, I'm sorry. You're not going to be in Hawaii because selfishly I was looking forward to uh, updates and pictures and clips and whatever. We'll do that another time. So, Again, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and be happy. That's the main thing. All right, let's go over and see who's fussing at me in the chat room today. Uh, Hot Air Tom is here. NCL Escape was denied porting in GSC. GS, um, I don't know what GSC stands for. This guy, I'm not even sure where escape was. Don't these ship talks to each other? They seem surprised. I, I, I'm not sure. Y yes, they do talk to each other. And they also talk to the CDC. So, uh, Carol's here. She says hi to everybody. Hot Air says it's looking good. Now, I just noticed that it's defaulted to a different camera setting. Um, and, and what I'm using, folks, I don't mind telling you, uh, I'm using my phone, my old phone. It's a, it's a five, six-year-old Android phone that I got new, I got software for that uh, turns the camera into a webcam. Uh, I think it's defaulted to a different setting sometime during the broadcast, because I think maybe somebody tried to call me uh, while I was on, and that might have changed the setting. I still got to play with this. But the picture obviously is better than it has been. 
and uh, hopefully the uh, the audio is equally as well. If I don't screw up the audio like I did with the Stardust Scott's uh, interview this morning, that was my bad. And that was clearly my fault. I didn't have it turned on. So, Kenneth's with us. It's cold and snowy in Pennsylvania. Hot Air wants to know where's Jason. I think uh, Jason's working today. This, he's working this week. Um, Hot Air says no show today, and it's sunny but windy and cold. No show today. I'm not following you hot air, but then that's unusual. I don't follow you a lot of times. Cindy's with us. Good morning, Cindy. Uh, Elizabeth's here. Hi, Elizabeth. She's down in Cozumel. Yes, it's 81 degrees. About, that was about an hour ago. I wanted to smack her. No, I didn't. She's going to the beach right after the show. Now I want to smack her. No, I don't. She's doing exactly what I'd do if I was in Cozumel right now. She says, I'm coming in crystal clear. Oh, that's good. Glad to hear that. Audio and camera looking good. Also love that red t-shirt. Color suits you. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of Tony's. This is a Lolita Loca shirt, uh, as you can see. Uh, so, yeah, it's one of, uh, that's one of Tony's. Amy's with us. Hi from snowy Rhode Island. Yeah, I knew you were going to be getting some today. You know, I have not uh, looked out, but I don't think we got any during the night last night. I haven't paid any attention to it this morning. And uh, Hot Air and Carol both realized we had a sex bomber. Yeah, Hot Air sent the, the message out that no sound, and then, of course, it came back. Um, Elizabeth, thanks, Scott. Interesting uh, to hear from you. Yes, thanks. Everybody's thanking Scott. See there, Scott, if you're watching, my friend, everybody uh, thanks you for, for your doing your interview. It was a good interview. Thank you. Hot Air says the damn ships sound like they have entertainment much different than we are used to. The They they have, general, most of their ships are three entertainment venues. There's the uh, the classical section, if you want to call it that, which is generally classical music of some type. And it, that'll vary from ship to ship, uh, which is what we were talking about there. Then they've got the blues club, and then they've got the piano bar. And the, there's generally some combination of those at all times. And that's in addition to the showroom on most ships. So, yeah, it, the entertainment is just top drawer, and it's it's something you can you can do something different. I mean, almost every night, and multiple things during the night. So, I just I enjoy I enjoy Holland America ships. I really do. Elizabeth says I remember uh, setting up the Sun Princess, and it was the largest ship in the world for a brief time, weighing in at seventy seven thousand tons. I was in the mid nineties. Oh my! How have sun, how have times have changed? Yep, that is correct. Oh, GSC, great stirrup key, of course. Duh. NCL's private island. 
Thank you, Cindy. I've just had total brain lock. <laughs> Hot Air says, thanks for telling me the code, Cindy. Yeah, and I was just, I'd, if I thought about it long enough, I would have come up with it, but I just didn't want to even think about it. Typo show, snow, laugh out loud, no snow here. Oh, okay. Now I understand, no snow in Richmond. Yeah, I don't think we had any here either. So, anyway, all right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for today. Just checking over on Facebook to see if anybody uh, uh, chatted uh, chatted with us over there, and they didn't. So, uh, that's going to wrap me up for today, folks. Thanks for being with me. Uh, of course, I'll be back tomorrow morning for travel and cruise industry news on Saturday. And as always, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. And hopefully we'll meet up on the high seas one day real soon. This is the old fat travel guy. Have a fabulous day, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you'd like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.